0: It's pick five. It's a mock draft. What are we going to do? Is it Luka Doncic or Jason Tatum? Well, you can tell the thumbnail. It's here. I'm taking Jason Tatum at pick number five for this 12-team, nine-category mock draft. Let's see how it goes. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. So, 1210 Mock, it's coming up. Quick little few housekeeping notes to go through before we do that. I'll explain my rationale of Pick 5 in a second. But next week coming up, we are going to before you get all up and up in arms and um, why do we get treated so poorly? Um, points, league guys. We're going to have points league mock draft next week. It's going to happen. The reason I don't do a points league mock draft from every single position is because in general, the draft goes the same way because you're just drafting for the best fantasy points player. Like there's no team build. There's no strategy around different pairings and things like that. It doesn't work that way. So there's no point me doing one from every single pick. But I realize the last two points mocks I've done have been end of the draft. I'll do one towards the start of a draft and we'll do that next week. There's going to be updated sleepers and busts shows next week. There's going to be, uh, what else is going to come? We're going to do a live, um, our usual standard preseason live question and answer show is going to come next week as well. So that's all going to be happening in the next week, as well as continuing this series of um, head to head category league draft picks. We go all the way from pick one, and then we do a couple of 14 teamers at the end, picking at 13 and 14. So that is what is on deck. We've got this draft coming up. We'll get into it in just a sec but today's episode is brought to you by game time sometimes buying tickets we love going to things right it's it's a great event we look forward to it but the ticket buying process can be a hassle hidden fees where i'm getting the tickets are they available what's my view i don't know where i'm sitting all that stuff well game time helps to solve those things Killer last minute deals all in prices, which is one of the best things they do. You don't click on it, it says fifty bucks, and you go to check out at sixty seven dollars fifty. Oh, taxes and processing and development and whatever fees they put on there. No, no, no. On Game Time, it's all just there. The price is there, bang on the ticket. You get the views from your seats. to you get their best price guaranteed as well. Plus, we've got so- also got something called a zone deal. You look at the seating chart and you go, "Well, I'm going to sit somewhere there," and you pick a zone, and they go. Guys, just hand, I'll handle it now. I'll pick the exact seat. And on average, you get an 18% saving by them picking the seat in the zone that you requested. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms again. Terms, not again. Terms actually apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA, and that gives you $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Jace case, which provides you five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. I don't want you to ever use a Jace case. I don't. But the reason you want to have it is to be prepared. It's so easy to get. You fill out a simple online form. You talk with their uh, board certified physicians who can be with you through the whole process and when you need assistance, um, if you do ever need to use it. And what it does is provide you this preparedness kit, basically, of antibiotics, whether there's floods or earthquakes or who knows, pandemics or fires or cyclones or tornadoes or hurricanes or whatever other natural disaster you can think of that prevents you getting the immediate and urgent medical care you need. Having those life-saving antibiotics at home can be the difference between life and death for you or your family. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. So get yourself a Jace case with those antibiotics and hope you never have to use it. Jace Medical handles everything from online evaluation, licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Get $20 off these life saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKED ON at checkout at on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E Medical.com. And now. We'll go into the draft. If anyone wants to know, though, you can see my t-shirt, new t-shirt I got yesterday. It's from a brand in Australia called Product of My Environment. I will tag them in uh, some social stuff, but uh, thank you for the shirt for you, you guys. Product of My Environment is a shirt, new upcoming um, uh, fashion streetwear sort of brand in Melbourne. So there you go. All right. We are going to get into this draft and we're gonna we're going to do drafts. That's how it works. All right, let's go into the draft room now. And I'll tell you why I am picking Jason Tatum at number five in this draft. A couple of reasons. Number one, he does have an ADP and a rank on Yahoo at number five. So that's somewhat important to be able to note. Um, if you're in a roto format, I, I don't think I would do this. And the reason that I am taking him in this series ahead of Luka Doncic, who I, in, you know context-independent situations, I would take Doncic over Tatum every time. The reason that I'm not, taking Doncic over Tatum here, is when you use my recommended playoff schedule, which finishes on the 24th of March, Doncic has two games in that week. Now, I don't really, I'm not going to fuss or care about three game weeks at any point. Two game weeks makes it tough. Now, I'm not really going to be able to pass Doncic at six, although if I had more confidence in Steph Curry, I would take Curry at six over seven. Uh, Over uh, I would take Curry at 6 and Doncic at 7, but I don't have that confidence in Curry. Uh, Curry could finish third per game this season, I think. I think that's realistic. But I'm going to take Tatum just for that reason, just to illustrate the point again. If we are context-independent and your league finishes before even that week, where there's a two-game week, or if the two-game week didn't exist, I would take Doncic every single time here. But it does exist. And if I'm going to come out and tell you that you should finish your league on the 24th of March... I want to make a point of showing you to maybe downweight some of the... Now, you have to get there still, of course. You do have to get there into the final. But I'm just not going to do it at pick five here for Doncic. I will knock him down a spot because of that reason. If someone just asks that same question there in the chat, why are you taking Tatum ahead of Luca Well, when you come back and watch the show later on, you will hear my reasoning for it. But that's it. You can debate it as much as you want. I get it. In a point, it's different because Luca's the number one player in a Yahoo points league on a per game basis. So I wouldn't let him slide that far. Although there is still that risk. Like if you're averaging 55 points in a two game week, 110 points versus the guy behind you averaging 50, he gets 150 points. That's a that's a large difference. What if that guy plays four games? 200 points versus 110, it's a big difference. And even if you play like Yahoo default schedule, which I wouldn't recommend you do, but it's better than ESPN default. That means two games in the first week of the playoffs. So it is impactful. It is impactful, and we do need to have some sort of um, uh, at least thought process about it. All right, we're getting ready for this draft to start. There's one bloke who hasn't responded. Oh, no, he's here. He's in the room. So I think we're all good. Everyone's here. We are ready to go, and I am expecting us to go Jokic, Embiid, Shea, Halliburton, or Doncic. i do reckon Doncic goes? Maybe they just take him, and we don't have to worry about him falling to six. That means someone at six, Trev is going to get a nice little bargain of a Halliburton or a Shea falling to him. We'll see. We're getting ready. Come on, this should be starting in about 20 seconds, I think. They used to have a little seconds countdown timer at the top, and now it just says waiting, which is frustrating. But let's, uh, come on, let's go. How do you guys... What's been your? I'm sure most of you guys watching or listening to this have been doing mock drafts. What's your favorite position to mock from? I think four might be mine. Um, you get a better pick in round two. Five's okay, but it puts you in the tatum Doncic discussion zone or decision zone. All right, we're, we're live here. So I think four might be my best. Uh, Jokic goes at number one, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Also, don't mind eight, but it also puts you in the LaMelo ball zone because he has two games in that same week that Jokic does too. Rascal Empire, I know you're here. I, know, I saw you talking shit before, so make a pick, my guy. Are you going to take him bead Are you going to take him bead or are you just going to let the clock run down? Okay. All right, so... We're not letting that roll? Well, I don't know why. I literally said in the chat, do not take Tatum. Um, so I just reround the pick. Yeah, all right. What is the point of doing that? Let's resume the draft. Ah, oh, cool. I love when people... It's, okay. No offense to you, Rascal Empire, but people think that they can, like, try and make, like, jokes and trolls and ribbing comments to me all the time. You don't know me. Like, that's like that's fun with your mates. You don't know me. People don't know me. So I don't know why people do that. Anyway, uh, Luka Doncic goes at two. And that's, it is It is weird. People always make these jokes and you go, I don't know how to read your tone or what you're doing or why you're saying it because I literally don't know you. And that's, it, it is weird. Anyway, that's completely beyond the, the point of this. Halliburton goes at three. Um, you thought I was joking. Why would I be joking? Embiid goes at four. And shockingly enough, Jason Tatum goes to me at number five. Um... So, that means that Shea Gutis-Alexander is falling to Trev at number six, which I think he'll love. Now, we start to get interesting. This should be Steph. We saw Davis go there in another draft the other day. I don't think that'll be the case here. And then the question, yeah, Steph, then would is it Lamello that you go here? Do you go Giannis? It is a weird spot in this draft. We tend to overthink, again, the first round quite a bit. Um... I will. I will continue to tell you just all the time, like we overrate the first two rounds. They are important players, but we overrate how much focus we put on them, trying to determine this or this or how, which player is the best option when honestly, if something doesn't work out, usually in this spot, it's because of an injury that you have no way of being able to predict. So when you come back and say, well, I made the right choice here and yeah, my guy didn't get hurt. That's luck. There are certain situations like last season when Carl anthony Towns was going at five and I was like, absolutely no way. want nothing to do with him in that area. Um, That's one that's going to be bad for you, irrespective of injury, right? That was, I thought, per game, he was going to be in round 15 to 16 and it wasn't that far off. But in general, picking these guys here, unless they cop an injury, it's going to be okay. So Lillard goes at eight. Interesting. Giannis at nine. Ball at 10. Durant at 11, probably go Davis and Trey. Oh, Kyrie goes at 12. We saw the Mavericks play a preseason game against the Wolves today. There will be a lot of buzz coming from um, Jaden Hardy, who was very good. But also remember, Kyrie and Tim Hardaway were both out. Hardy's a very interesting player. I heard uh, Tim Cato covering the Mavs talking from the Athletic talking about the other day say he he wasn't even sure that Hardy would be an every night rotation player and they'd use Curry and Hardaway as the backup guards. Now I I didn't actually think that would be the case, but I also don't think that Hardy's playing twenty seven a night and be worthy of a twelve team league spot. But if Luca or Kyrie go down, you love Hardy, and in a locked on fantasy basketball bowl situation where you've got stash ability, then I do like that because that becomes plug and play twenty games of the year, which is strong. So after Irving goes at 12, Sabonis, 13. Tone Davis, 14. Booker, 15. Back to the Mavericks. That lineup that ran today with Josh Green starting over Olivier Maxon's Prosper, that is what I think they will do. And Derek Lively blocked three shots. An excellent 11th round draft pick. He may not start, but he started both preseason games. I think he has five blocks in two games. An excellent 11th round pick. Excellent. Anthony Edwards... Trey Young, oh, that's late for Trey. Don Mitchell, I was hoping it would be good for me to get Trey there, but I'm not going to be able to. What am I going to do here? Carl Towns goes. So, what do I do? And this is an interesting position for me. I might go with Bridges. I don't love Bridges here, but let's go with like a balanced sort of build. Maybe we do that. As much as I don't like a balanced build, I could punt field goals with. <clears> hmm, <throat> let's take Bridges. I honestly, I, I do this just to try and, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this to try and illustrate a more balanced sort of a build. I'm not a massive fan of Bridges around this zone. And the, the guys at the top of my list, again, are was Kawhi, it's Harden, it's LeBron, it's Butler, it's Jaren, it's Paul George, it's Bane. It's a bit of a weird dead zone here. Jim Harden goes one pick there at 21. So this Bridges at 20. I, yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not fully invested in that pick there. Um, it looks to me like the second round after that Don Mitchell pick at 18 is where things really start to not drop off, but become more of a, hmm, what's the question mark situation here? I think that top 18 is relatively straightforward, even though I've got some doubts on guys like an Ant Edwards. And then you get into the question marks. The heart. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to be pushing a situation where again, Paul George and Kawhi are going to be by far the best two players available on my board, and I'm going to have to pick between them. And people are going to say, "Man, how can you trust these guys?" And it is very important to note, Kawhi Leonard was like the number three or four player through fantasy playoffs last season totals. That's very important to note. Well, there you go. DJ just goes back to back with Kawhi and Paul George, so I don't have to make that. Um, I don't have to make that um, decision. Good, interesting. I might target Lowry Marketing. Heard David Locke talking about Lowry and saying that a lot of Jazz people think he's got another level. I, I, again, I push back on it. I don't really know what it is. But down the stretch of last season, Lowry dropped his efficiency, but he took his usage from 26 to 32. That was with a lot of guys sitting out. But what if he is a 30 usage player? That's very intriguing. And he might be the bloke that I look at. Cade goes... Oh, so after Kawhi and Paul George... We go to Bam Adebayo at 26, Cade Cunningham at 27. Oh no, Larry Markinan went. So the top of my queue here is very clearly Jimmy Butler or it's Jaron Jackson. What's Jaron Jackson's there? Okay, now you know that I don't like Jaron Jackson at the start of the second round, end of the first. I'm not as big of him in the middle of the second. End of the second, I can get behind it. Here, yeah, let's pull that trigger. Um. All right, that's interesting that Jackson fell there. You know that I have skepticism about a lot of things about his overall value. Not at that spot. Getting even that Jim Butler pick from you, Trev. I think he's really good. I think Jimmy is better than that. I think Jaron's better than that. So it is. It's. it's and I feel like I say this every year. There's a lot of most of the guys in the second half of the second round. And the next 15 players all feel like third-round players. I feel like you've got 25 third-round players. It's also part of the reason why, in an auction, you can go ahead and stack up a bunch of these sort of guys and get some decent value out of them, I think. Hmm. Des Bain goes there. Like Des Bain I've seen go at 20, and now he's going at 31. Reasonable. All these guys, Bain, Butler, Jaron, and Cade, Bam, Paul George, could easily go in round two. I miss this one that... Darius Garland went in the end of round two. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. But it's okay. Miles Turner goes at 32. Fine. Probably a little early for my tastes. And I am really leaning here with this team into a punt assists scenario. Really leaning into that. After Turner goes Wembenyama, a lot of blocks off the board in this round. Jaron, Turner, Wemby, Mobley. Injury to Jarrett Allen today with a bone bruise on his ankle. They're saying two weeks. I would be worried about the start of the season for Allen. What this means, a couple of things. It's going to inflate Mobley's value in drafts, and it's going to depress Allen. I'd be, I'm, I would be I worry about it for sure, but if this pushes Jarrett Allen into the 70s, I take that risk. This isn't going to cost him a whole season, I wouldn't think. Um, and I think you're going to get tremendous. Look at the blocks coming off here. Jaren Turner, Wemby, Mobley, Porzingis, Chet in like an eight-pick range. Oh, man. That means, even for me, like if I want to be competing in blocks, I need like a Claxton, I need a Kessler in this next zone. Jalen Brown goes to start 37, We'll start round four, pick 37. Um. Zach Levine goes at 38. I really like Zach Levine. I I made a tool yesterday. It's not up on Basketball Monster. I don't do the tech stuff. I don't know how easy that is for Ken to implement. But what it was, was a tool where you can choose a player and we can find out the closest players on a statistical shape zone, zone, not the right word, from a statistical shape point of view. So they're not going to have the same stats, but in terms of their Z score values in each category, and I've plotted it on radar charts, you can sort of see that they all have similar strengths, similar weaknesses. So if some, if a guy was able to get a couple extra minutes or a little bit of extra usage, what player is like a discount version of another guy or who, who could a player look to be better at if he just improved 5% across the board? So I instituted that tool yesterday. I thought it was really intriguing to see. And one of the ones that really came out interesting is that the player who was most like or common or most like the statistical shape to Joel Embiid was Towns. And Brandon Ingram, which was uh, a surprise to me, for sure. I uh, Yeah, it was... Ooh, okay, so LeBron goes there in round four. DeJounte Murray goes before him. Now, I probably... I probably do need to grab clacks here, I think. By the way, the Nets are going to start Simmons, Dinwiddie, Bridges... Claxton, and Cam Johnson. Johnson's currently injured, but it looks like Simmons and Dinwiddie are going to lock in as the starters, meaning Finney Smith, O'Neal on the bench, De'Ron Sharp on the bench, Dennis Smith and Cam Thomas. That is the likely 10-man group. And the other one that I'm going to drop in this show, which I tweeted out today, it looks like Kobe White might start for the Bulls, not guaranteed. And I don't know why they wouldn't start him last season. You know that I've been very clear that I think Kobe White is a starting caliber point guard, but I've also, and it looks like I'm going to be wrong, I was very clear in my mind. It's like they had all last season to start him, and they never did. And so I thought they just weren't going to do it. They brought Javon Carter in. They brought back to Sumo, But it looks like they're going to start Kobe, which definitely makes him a round 11, round 12 flyer type player. It'll be harder for him to get usage in that starting unit, but maybe this further adds to my um, agenda against Vuch and DeRozan. We'll see. That is wildly early for Julius Randle. Holy shit. All right, so Siakam goes at 45, which I like. Jamal Murray, 46, I love. Randall at 47, absolute detestation. Zion Williamson at 48, good. Darren Fox, 50, good. Or 49, sorry. Demar DeRozan, 50, pretty good, actually. I'm not going to shit on you every time, Rascal Empire, even if you are a Celtics fan. Brad Beal goes at 51. I need a new team to hate because the Raptors people are getting a little bit too sensitive. Must be too cold up there. Drew Holiday goes at 52. So what do I do here? What is my team looking like? I need some... I'm going to take... Let's just get another big fella and really lock down some rebounds and field goals. Get DeAndre Ayton in there. That's three center eligible players for me. Cool. Really helps my field goals, my rebounds. Ayton's a scorer. He's not a good blocks guy, but I've got some blocks settled in. I am punting assists. It looks like pretty clearly it's going to be very hard for me to come back in that area. Ananobi goes there at 54. Ananobi is great if you truly believe in the ranking metrics and the impact of steals and turnovers. If you don't, then he's not as good as what he might appear. Um, I still might grab another center later on. Gaff, Williams, Duran Akongwu. I would like to get Ingram on the way back around. Vooch at 55. As much as you think I hate Vooch, getting him there is absolutely great. I, that's fantastic. My... And people will say this, man, you you talk down on these guys and you think they're trash. I don't. It's more about talking about the valuation of them. Like, I don't like picking Pascal Siakam at 30. If you get him at 50, I love it. That's really, really good. If you get Vuj at 50, awesome. If you get him at 35, not so much. That's really all it's about. And that's why I end up taking dickheads like Sadiq Bey, guys that I don't think are very good players, or Colin Sexton. It's all about what might they actually produce and the value that I'm picking them at. That's all it's about. Um Tyrese Maxi goes at fifty six, Shingun goes at fifty seven. Pretty happy to get Dominating on my team. Maybe I change my team name to Dominating. Literally one of the worst nicknames that's ever been uttered. NBA players need to stop a couple of things, and one of them is giving themselves nicknames because they are universally trash at it. Absolutely universally. Universally. Joshi Giddy goes at fifty eight. I think Giddy might be overdrafted a bit. This happens every time. Giddy and Jalen Williams within a couple of picks of each other, and Max and Shingun. That is the most common four man run I've ever seen. Very intriguing that Ingram is sliding. I doubt that he gets back to me at 68. I would be just staggeringly all over it. I'm going to put Franz Wagner in my Q as well. Um, Hero, interestingly, might go in my Q two. Good scorer, good threes, which I need. Or oh, Ingram goes. Ingram at 60. Vassal at 61. Really like Vassell. A little skeptical that he might be a bit overdrafted, even though I think he's very good. This happens to me all, all the time. Is where I really like a player. Uh, and then hype might push him too far. It happens with Derek White. It happens with Sengun. It happened with Giddy. It happened with a lot of guys. Jeremy Grant goes at 63. Wagner at 62. Franz Wagner is a very clear to me. Now, just be really careful before you aggregate. You know, No, I don't get aggregated. Before you hear my comments and mis- misrepresent them. Franz Wagner is a very clear top 20 upside player in future seasons. My about what he can do stat set-wise, how good he is as a player. My worry is is that does he ever put himself in the position to be that player? Like, will he ever be that aggressive number one, number one A to one B option? I don't think so. The stat set is there. The ability is there. But the <sighs> passiveness, which is not a negative term, holds that back somewhat. Hero goes at 66. Still Anthony Simons is around. I tend to get Anthony Simons a lot. And what we are seeing also here. Is Jarrett Allen falling a lot too? Hmm. Trev, make a pick. What am I doing with this selection? I need a steals guy. Maybe it's Cam Johnson. Anthony Simons goes. See, um, Jarrett Allen falling. Do I just go center again? No, it's just not enough points. Cam Johnson might be a 20-point scorer. He's currently hurt. Let's take him. Interesting. So there goes Allen at 69. Thought he might have fallen a little bit more, but that—that that is... I was debating him, as you heard. Um, that's an interesting pick. Middleton... Bit of worry about Middleton. I think it might be a bit overblown because Darvin Ham. Not Darvin Ham. What's his name? Bloody Adrian Griffin um, did not help us with that at all. Kuzma's going on my queue. No, Kuzma's absolutely going in my queue. Paulo would have been good for me. What about Toby Harris? Does he make sense? Um, Banquero. Rogier. I end up with a lot of Kuzma. But I've built up such a strong field goal percentage, I can deal with him. His scoring in threes is very important to my team. Clay is the other one. Whoa, do I take Clay? I just don't like. Mark Williams is constantly going in this area. Remember when he was ranked 300 by Yahoo and he came into 100 and his ADP is 90. He's starting to go routinely too early, I think. As much as I like him, and he is going to start, there's no question about that, and there never has been. He's starting to go a little early. Jalen Green's going into my queue. Uh, Purtle? What's my free throws? 81. Purtle. It's just going to hurt my points too much. Ah, Kuzma. Damn it. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, that's who we're going to get. Do I have the best blocks team? I do. But there are blocks, guys coming. Duran Gafford. Well, there goes Gaff. Um, yeah, this is going to be Brook for me because we are. Yeah, without killing my free throws. Ooh, Clay. Hmm. All right, let's do. Let's do Brook. Right, I'm not a, normally a Brooke guy, but at 77, I'll take that one. We've got someone here who's a sports medicine doctor in the chat telling us about the bone brews. Say two weeks can be up to six weeks. I think that's accurate. Oh, I know it's accurate. Um, So, again, it's going to push him down, but I think it's going to push him down too far. John Collins at 70. Well, oh, that is very early for John. Trev, that's very early. There's just people thinking, well, now that he's out of Atlanta, it's all going to go back to normal. I don't know that it does. What if they want to play Linux? Because of his ball movement and shooting. What if they want to play Hendricks? Because they're not dropping Markkinen, and they're not dropping Kessler. Um... As Josh would say, he doesn't have that dog in him. I don't know if I've ever literally said that. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever said that um, without taking the piss, but maybe that's what you mean. Chris Paul goes 80. That is pretty good value. Wendell Carter at 79. Miles Bridges 81. The Hornets starting preseason lineup is going to be Ball, Rogier, Haywood, Washington, Williams. No Brandon Miller. Don't be shocked. Miller probably won't get 30 minutes tonight this season. 25 is my guess. It is Steve Clifford. This is what we expect. Also, Brandon is good. But that is what we expect. Javari Smith 82, you're taking tons of upside away. We might like him there, but bloody hell, it's taking a lot away. Don't think I go another center. I need steals, points, and threes for my next ones now. So let's consider those. A Kongu at eighty three. What this does for Mobley, though, if the Allen injury really helps Mitch Casey's Mobley propaganda because Mobley is going to be much better playing at center. I think we all know that. And that's why I've talked about Mobley as a top 15 dynasty guy because I think by next season, he will be the starting center and the numbers will be great. And I agreed with Mitch that he'll be a second-round player. I just think next season he'll be the second-round player. But we will see what happens here with Jarrett Allen. Porter Jr., Michael Ponda Jr. goes at 85. He's currently dealing with an ankle problem. We hope that everything is okay there. What am I going to do with my next selection? That's the big question, isn't it? Andy Wiggins is what I'm going to do. Perdle, Nurkic this is where some centers start coming off the board. Durin's going to go really soon. I'm going to try and grab Lively in round 11 as well. I'm pretty interested. I might even consider round 10 for Lively. But what I am... Jalen Green? Can I... Yeah, Greeny might actually work for me. But he doesn't get any steals. Um, I'm not quite at my pick. CJ McCullum. That's more reasonable than where he's been going in all these other mocks. It's pretty early for Nurkic at 87. But that's fine. Uh, Wigo is the guy I want. Wiggins is one of those players where traditional metrics, I think, do really undervalue him. My Durant metric has him pretty high because I think the negative impact of his free throws is maybe somewhat overstated. Austin Reeves will be someone that works a little bit for me as well. Scoot goes at 90. There he goes, Duran at 89. I didn't think we'd see Reeves and Fultz fall this far. There's a lot of value on the board still here. A lot of value still. This is a very interesting mock draft, the way this is playing out. Jar Morant goes. Okay. Whoa, what am I going? I'm going to take Wig here. What's my team look like? I need a guard, don't I? Was Wigan's got guard eligibility. Clock ticking. He doesn't, but I've got... Okay, so I need a... Oh, Jesus, I do need a guard. Um. Screw it. Let's take... Let's take Reeves then. Because I need that guard. And I now I need a point guard eligible. Reeves isn't point guard eligible. That's frustrating. Tyus Jones 93. I don't have a point guard because my team is very heavily punting assists. And as you're well aware, punting assists means you get good turnovers. And as always, when I'm viewing my rankings to draft players, I, punt, I have turnovers off, yet I am still considered, I believe, the strongest team in turnovers. I am, because that's just how that works. And that is why I always recommend to draft with turnovers punted. Because it's almost impossible to have good assists and good turnovers at the same time. So if one goes down, the other goes up. Or actually, in this case, if one goes down, the other goes down, which is a positive for turnovers. After Reeves goes Tyus Jones, Ben Simmons, you're seeing Simmons creep up a ton. His ADP is fake on Yahoo. It's going to come in a lot from here. Him going ahead of Fultz is pretty crazy, though, but Simmons has got legitimate top 30 upside. Legitimate. Draymond at 96, he is going to miss the beginning of the season, it appears. But that just means we're getting a bit of value for him. Not sure there's huge value there. So I've got two starting spots left. What do I do with them? I need those points and threes. That's why Wiggins is interesting for me. Keegan Murray. Ooh, Keegan Murray. He's not going to do anything else, but he will fit what I want. Toby Harris goes, I like that pick from you at 97, DJ. Rascal Empire. Keegan. Oh, Wiggins is still there. Derek Lively. I, I, I'm I, getting close to saying Lively might be around 10, Guy. I'm not no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Mitchie Robinson goes at 98. Sportsmed Kev. Good name, Sportsmed. I know your name's Kev. Clint at 99. Capella is routinely going behind a Kongwu, and I have been guilty of doing that. I'm not sure it's great. And part of the reason a Kongwu gets ranked higher is the... Um, what do you call it? The... Free throw percentage, that's it. Jesus Christ, I just lost my mind then. Let's let's get Wiggy with it. Okay, so I need a point guard. That's what I do need in the next pick, and I'm not sure who it's... I do really want Keegan Murray. I usually would like to fill all my starting spots with my first 10 picks, but in this case where my assists are so low, I actually don't mind getting my point guard with my 11th pick. We'll, we'll see where we get to... Um, where it comes back around to. Bruce Brown is an interesting target. Derek White would be a good target for me. Kobe White? Probably too early, but maybe. No, probably not. Let's throw the Whites into my queue. Uh, Zachy Collins goes at 103. Part of the reason that I made that similarity tool that I was talking about earlier is that there was a discussion. It wasn't necessarily an argument, but it was a discussion in the YouTube comments. Someone saying, man, you'd be crazy to park parks up on Vucevic just so you can get Zach Collins later. That doesn't work in fantasy. You can't get a late round guy to replace an early round guy. And that wasn't my point with it. It was more like the capital invested in getting Vucevic in round three versus getting Collins in round 10 or round 11 when their stat set and what they do is very quite similar on a smaller volume is, I don't think, worth that heavy investment in Vooch. So I wanted to see who those close players were to Vooch. And it did turn out that Zach Collins was like the most similar player, I believe, to Vooch um, in terms of his overall statistical similarity shape. I don't really have a good name for that term yet. I'll find it. I'll find it. If you've got any ideas for that that term, have a look where I did some radar charts and plodded them out. I think it's just maybe we'll go the Triple S. Statistical similarity shape that might maybe that's the one. Jordy Clarkson 104, Bud Heald 105. I hate Heald in the seventies. I don't mind him here at all. That's okay. And Valanciunas 106. It's about the right area for him. I missed the Dinwiddie went one pick before Zach Collins. Pretty strong. He's not going to average the same assists that he did last season. I don't really think there's any doubt about that. What my team is here is they're very strong in blocks, field goals, free throws, and turnovers. Rare to have a blocks team that's good in free throws, but I've got it. I've got pretty good points. My team is averaging over 20 a game. I'm at two threes a game. I'm at seven rebounds. But I do need some work on that points and threes grouping. And because I've built up such a huge strength in my field goals, where my team is at 51%, I can afford a guy that might tank it a little bit. And I need that point guard eligible player. Unfortunately, Derek White and Trey Jones both just went. Jalen Green, for God knows what reason, is listed as a point guard eligible player, but he will be absolutely my target if he falls. And then we've got, like, quickly, D'Angelo Russell. um, Probably not Melton, but maybe. Kyle, that is wildly early for Kyle Anderson. Wild. Wild. Again, play, Paul Reed goes in round 10. Okay, we're going a little early. The Kyle Anderson one, you know the game, I'm going to tell you. Play the 240 game. Play the 240 game. Yes, there'll be injuries. I know that. Play the opening night. Look at how many minutes Kyle Anderson gets. It's not many. 25, maybe. Paul Reed, Josh Hart. Oh, come on. Let Jalen Green come to me. And I'm going to slide lively on the way back around, which I don't think I'm going to do. I think one of these um, blokes in front of me might do it instead. Trev. Trevor. Are oh, you arsehole. Oh, no. Okay. Um, hmm. That is not what I wanted. But. What about. I am going to do D'Angelo Russell there. And I'm going to try and get Kobe White on the way back around. Damn it. One pick off. Jalen Green at 115 is, I think, theft. It's got to be the right team, for sure. But I love it. Uh, Sharp at 117. I am losing some faith in Sharp at the moment. Just not sure that he's well-rounded enough or that he gets enough touches or that he gets enough minutes, honestly. Play the 240 game again. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. On nearly every team playing that, I did it yesterday for every team, went through it all and went, man, this guy's not really playing very much, is he? yes, guys will sit and guys will get injured. And their season-long average numbers, which I've done months ago to look at players' minutes, is a different story. On a game-by-game basis, some guys are going to be in a shit spot. Sa Thompson, 118. I think, he might start, <clears throat> I think he might start. Bojan Bogdanovic is actually dealing with a bit of a groin problem at the moment. And that means I'd say Asar will start opening preseason game. And that might be hard to get him out of there. Might be very hard. If he is good, and I think he is, we're getting a lot of propaganda on the Thompsons. I, rightfully so. And the Rockets coming out, who's impressed you the most? The men Thompson. That's cool. Then why did he draft a million guys to play ahead of him? I still believe in a man as a late-round pick. I just hope they do the right thing. I, Rascal, I am out on Ivy at that spot, especially... Ooh, Sexton, that is a very... That's not, that's one I should have looked at as my point guard. Damn it. Um, Yeah, that would have been good for me. Hmm. What was I getting to write about the yeah, Ivy? I, I'm just not... I'm not sure. I'm not sure at that spot. in anyway. Gaz, Trent, it does appear that Schroeder is going to start over Trent in Toronto, which obviously limits some of his value. Usually, he can get sexy in like round 12, round 13. Do I take the lively punt? I think I might. More just to illustrate that I'm gaining confidence in him. Do not go any higher than round 11. And this is a four-man bench, so round 11 can be considered even a starter to caliber player too. Trey Murphy, oh, that's got to start getting picked soon. We're into the easy area of picking Trey. Oh, there you go, Trey Murphy goes. Uh, auto-picked as Rascals. What's it? Christian Wood. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just don't know how much he's going to play. Maybe uh, the if they start him to make AD the four, ridiculous, because Christian Wood can't play the five. I'll tell you who can play the five, Jared Vanderbilt, the guy that you played last season there. Obi Toppin goes, that's a good pick. Josh's pick. Um, let's do it. Let's take Lively. Let's see if people have any reaction to that. Mind to muscles off. He's got to go drive somewhere. All right, cool. You've queued your, yourself up. All good, mate. Thanks for being a part of it. No response to Derek Lively. Let's see if someone has a comment here. Jada McDaniel's one twenty-six. Eh, maybe I just don't know that um, there is a gigantic upside there. Yeah, set up auto draft so it's quick. I will put him on auto draft if he doesn't auto draft here. It says he's still in the room. I don't know. He's on order now. Bob Portis, fine. Melton, totally okay. Totally okay. Kobe White is who I'm going to go for on the way back around. I wonder how many of these other 11 blokes in here saw me tweet it or are Basketball Monster members. Now, I put this on Basketball Monster before I tweeted out about Kobe White. And then I was doing the FBI LOFB World Cup and it was in round 12 and I was about six spots away from my pick and someone grabbed Kobe White. So I don't know if they saw that, but he's been on nobody's radar. So that was interesting. Uh, ben Matherin goes at 130. Looney at 129. I really don't like it. Although there is a boost for him early on. Eh, I don't like it. Matherin 130. That I do like. Am I going to end up with bloody Sadiq Bay again? Maybe. Um, can Kobe White, Kevin Herter? Look, again, if you want to treat round 11 as a starter, I get it. Herter is just wildly inconsistent. In fact, if I go look at my consistency numbers, I think he might be one of the worst, but I'm just talking to my ass there. Herter, Conley, quickly to finish off round 11, start round 12. I just, the ups and downs in Herder's minutes and his production doesn't, and the upside is so small. I'm just not that interested in getting him. Quickly 133, man, the Knicks, one of the worst. Play the 240 game, impossible. I got DiVincenzo at like 14 minutes. It's impossible. I got quickly at like 24. It's so hard to do. Aaron Gordon at 134. And you might think that I'm being hyperbolic. Do it, try it, honestly. Try to do a nine-man rotation for the Knicks and 240 minutes. Understand that Tom Thibodeau will likely never play anyone apart from the two centers, Hart and Sean Robinson at center. Keontae George goes at 135. I think he is going to be the starting starting point guard this season, just not for the first two months. So in a stashable format, which this isn't, in a stashable format, it's much a better, much better of a pick. The horse, Calden Johnson, goes at 136. Herb Jones goes at 137. As much as I don't love Kelden Johnson when you're looking for a boost of points and you're at pick 130, go for it. Boyan Bogdanovich at 138, eh, not really sure there's a huge amount of upside in that with an injury, a return of Cade, a drafting of Assar, a limited skill set, stat set, sorry. Pat Williams, 139, I'm also losing faith in him. All right, let's do it. Let's go with my other recent flyer guy. Let's take Kobe White. Again, this is more illustration for me to show you that I'm gaining traction on Lively and I'm gaining traction with what? Not traction, I'm gaining steam in terms of their ability. It may not work out, but I am trying to prioritize the guys here that are just moving up slowly. And in a week's time, you'll start to see both of these names appear in other fantasy content and YouTube channels and podcasts and written articles. You'll start to see those two names appear. Just That's why I want to just put it out there now that they are guys that I'm looking at. And you'll say, shut up, Josh. Whoosh, I want to get him in my draft. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I want to get him in my draft. But you know what? I'm not going to hide names to get someone in my draft. This is what I have to do, unfortunately. Zubats goes one, not unfortunately, because I love the job. 142 for Zubats, 143 for Kispert. Kispert's a sneaky one. He's got a shit fantasy game. But 18.33 ceiling, that's okay. Ceiling, that's okay, though. I don't know whether he starts. I hope he doesn't. Oh, DJ, I love you getting Steve Adams. The teams with bad free throws, why aren't you looking at Adams earlier? But I guess the main point is that you don't have to because he goes later. Like a Ryan Lacefield with a horrendous free throws of 71%. Um, you should have, you could have, if you needed the rebounds, which I don't know that you do. No, you don't really. So maybe that doesn't make sense for you. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. Ugh, I hate the Al Horford pick in round 13. I don't get it at all. What's Horford going to bring? I guess it's at 148, but I, yeah, I don't love it. He's But look, again, Rascal Empire. You took Ivy as a flyer in 10. Murphy is an injured... Stash at 11. I like it. Kispert's a bit of a flyer. Cool. So getting some more safety with Horford is okay. Uh, Westbrook at round 13. Alinek round 13. Like maybe. Just find it very unlikely that he's going to be someone you want to hold on to. It's my pick. I better stop talking. I'm, I, it's going to happen. It is happening again. Well, every time. Let's just make it that we ha- I have to draft Sadiq Bey in every draft. 149. Okay. Is he an upside player to get to the eighties? Probably not, but at one forty nine, is there like an eighty percent chance he beats that? I I believe so. I believe so. What am I going to do with my last pick? Shred- oh, Min Thompson hasn't gone. Um, my steals are pretty putrid here. But remember, my steals are putrid. They're 0.9, but it looks bad from a Z-score perspective, but steals are so low volume that anything can happen at any point during the week. Anything. So if I average 0.9 in steals, 0.863, and there's yeah this guy at 0.909, 0.958, it's, the, sm- the differences are so small. Isaiah Stewart goes at 153. Eh, whatever. Like what 0.9 steals across 50 games for a week is 45, 45 steals. Yeah. Point, and, and one is 50. Right. And so the Z score difference looks large. It looks sizably large. But on a practical level, it's not. I hope those numbers are correct. 0.9 times 50 is 45. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Thompson, 157. Cool, that is... We hope it works out. That is really, really strong for a man because he. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Grimes, he goes at 150. Oh, Javon Carter goes there. Uh, not sure the ups, there's much upside in him. Grimes at 155. Powell, 156. Amen 157. Kevin Porter one. Okay, that was an auto pick. Cool. Brandon Miller. As much as I'm not big on Brandon Miller... Back-to-back shit blokes. Um... As much as I'm not big on Brandon Miller, in round 14, you do it every day of the week. And I think we're going to get to a stage where there's a guy here that... Why is Tari Eason not gone? That's interesting. I'm going to look at Bogdan Bogdanovic because, yeah, is he a high upside player? Not really. At pick 164? Yeah, that's really good. Tari Eason hasn't gone. That's surprising to me. Usually someone takes a Nas Reid and a Jalen Johnson as well. So I'll throw both of those guys in the queue. Oh, there goes Eason. There goes Levert. Throw a Nas Reed in the queue. Didn't mean to put Jarius Walker in there. KCP goes. Uh, that's limited upside, but at one sixty-two, it's actually reasonably good. Cole Anthony also still hasn't gone. Is he someone who makes some sense for me over a Bogdanovich? Jalen Suggs at one. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Bogdan there. But yeah, there's a few guys still around. Yeah, I'll take Bogdan there. Bit surprising to see Cole and Jalen Johnson both still around here. Malik Monk's another guy that could go in these four picks. Nows Reed's probably going to go. I think I would... Yeah, Would I take Bogdan over Boyan? I know their names are similar. That's why I'm comparing them. Probably would. Josh Green. Okay. I.J. Barrett. All right. Fine. Not into it that much. But Colin is going to go undrafted, which is a little surprising. I don't think they're going to trade him. I just wish they would. Dylan Brooks. Why does he keep getting drafted? And the final pick in this draft by DJ is Kyle Lowry. All right. So my team is Jason Tatum at pick five, Mikhail Bridges, Jaron Jackson, Nick Claxton, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Johnson, Brooke Lopez, Austin Reeves, Andy Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell, Derek Lively, Kobe White, the Depressed Penis, Sadiq Bey, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. My team has very strong blocks, field goals, free throws, and turnovers – quite strong points, and quite strong threes, Um, putrid assists, low steals, and average-ish rebounds. In terms of projected standings, I am projected third with Hashi at one and DJ at two, although if I go and use my analysis monster over on Basketball Monster, which gives probably a better um, indication, still not perfect. I still want to work in a little bit more of that uncertainty factor into our metrics over there. Um, let's have a look. Well, actually, put ooh, analysis wants to put me on top. I'm not sure about that, but I'm okay with that. And it actually bumps Moonlight Cape up a little bit higher as well. All right. So that is the end of the draft. What did you guys think of it? What's your thoughts on taking Tatum at five? What's your thoughts on the first round in general and the best spot to pick? Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. With Pick 6, I didn't say the forbidden place for podcasts, but you can go to Spotify as well and on YouTube, thumb it up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.